0: 1 Kings chapter 9, you can remain seated. I'm going to read a few verses here. I want to share just some of the overflow from my personal devotions over the past week or so. Some things that God has spoken to my heart about as I've just been reading personally through the scriptures. 1 Kings 9, and this takes place, you'll see this as we start reading after Solomon has completed building the temple and building his personal house which read a couple chapters before this and you'll see the extravagance and the number of years that it took to be able to build each one. But chapter 9, verse 1 says, And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon, And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. I'd love to preach on that. That's just something about the eyes of the Lord and the heart of the Lord being in the house of the Lord. And uh, wouldn't it be something if we get to heaven and the Lord says, you know what, Granite State Baptist Church, it's where my heart was. Well, that'd be something, wouldn't it? That statement right here. Verse 4, And if thou walk before me as David thy father walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments, Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. But if ye shall at all turn from following me, ye or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I cut off Israel out of the land, which I have given them, and this house, which I have hallowed for my name, will I cast out of my sight, and here's the phrase I want to look at. God's been burning in my heart. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. And at this house, which is high, Every Everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss. And they shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land, and to this house? And they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God. Who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt and have taken hold upon other gods and have worshiped them and served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. I came back, and this was in my personal devotions within the past two weeks. And just the more as I'm praying and coming through, the Lord burdened my heart and said, Let's just put that warning out to. Our church and believers. We understand that this physical house that is built here is Solomon's temple. We understand that there was nothing that was ever built before this and very possibly after this that had such the splendor of what Solomon built. If you go back and look at the detail and the number of years and how it was overlaid with gold and and how God laid out those plans and David had actually stored up and prepared for this building and Solomon was able to physically build this, it has just been hallowed or sanctified and set aside in the previous chapters. And then the Lord says, I've heard your prayer and I've... Heard your desire, and I've given that to you. And if you walk and do right, then here's the promises that I'm given to you. But I circled that little word at the beginning of verse number six. But and I wrote a little note, first of all, to me, as I read down through this passage, you ever you ought to do that sometimes in your Bible. Maybe write yourself little notes as God speaks to your heart and your personal devotions. And I wrote this little note for me, just so you know that God spoke to me first. I put a warning to stay straight. A warning to be right. A warning to be faithful to the Lord we have throughout the scriptures and I'm so thankful for it the promises that God has given to us other passages of scripture down through here that I've been underlining and I I usually if I'm going to draw my attention to it I'll put a star beside it and that's drawing my attention as I'm reading my Bible if I'm just flipping through it that uh, God will draw my attention back to that verse of scripture remind me what he was speaking to me about And I want to give us this warning today as believers because listen, Israel did go this direction and God did lay the the land waste as he says in verse number 7. And I want you to see this at the end of verse number 7. Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. And can I encourage us today to be faithful To the Lord Jesus Christ, I was parallel passages as I was studying and reading in this throughout this week in 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 where he says that we've been made stewards over the mysteries of God. And verse number 2 says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And I want to encourage us, first of all, as you as an individual, to stay straight and to stay right with our relationship with God, but then also, not just the individual, but I want to encourage our families today to stay right and follow in the Lord at any time the hand of blessing and provision can be taken off you and your family when you walk away from God at any time. But then I want to encourage our church to stay straight and to stay faithful following the Lord. Now understand that there's two different steps that have been taken here that I want to warn us about today. First of all, is the step of not being found faithful to what God has commanded us to do. You see, what is taking place in churches all across this country is losing focus on the purpose that God has us here for today. And when I say the purpose God has us for, listen, I'm all for all kinds of things out here in this community, but I want you to know, and I'll reiterate, I believe 100% what I preached this morning on getting the gospel to every creature. The last words that the Lord Jesus Christ gave were, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth and sent his disciples, his church forward to be able to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. And may I remind us, throughout the entire book of Acts, no matter who they came in contact with, whether it be a governor, whether it be a king, or whether it be a a general or a centurion, or whether it be a treasurer for Ethiopia, or whether it be just someone that is maimed and laying at the gate, their focus and their purpose was the Lord Jesus Christ and the message of the gospel. In this passage of Scripture, the warning is given, if you don't follow after me and fulfill that purpose for which I have for you. And may I remind us today, and you can study through this, Israel did not fulfill that purpose, and God fulfilled his warning to them. They did not. Now listen, same thing in our lives. One of my greatest fears personally, not just as a husband, as a father, But as a preacher of the gospel and as a pastor is for the hand of God to be taken off my life because I'm not faithful to the Lord. Because I'm not following the Lord. I'm not fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. And may I also say outside of my personal life, my greatest fear inside of our church, and, and and I know fear is not the right word, but we went through this in Sunday school. We don't really have the modern day words to be able to, to, to describe what it is. But I get nervous that if we lose following the Lord here at Granite State Baptist Church, that God's hand's a blessing get taken off the church. And I want us to stay focused, and I want us to stay right, and this warning to stay straight. Now listen, it's not just a matter of you are not following anymore, but also the warning is given. It's not that they just quit following, but they actually forsook and started following after something else. And the Bible says here, look what he says, In verse number six, if he shall at all turn from following me, ye and your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before them, but go and serve other gods and worship them. And I wonder how many times the hand of blessing and provision have been taken off an individual, a family, or a church, not just because they quit following God, but yet they started going after something else. Can I say I'm thankful for all that God is doing here at Granite State, but listen, it's not about the money coming in. I'm, I'm thankful for what God's doing, but you know something, it's, it, that, that's not the... The priority, and I know I just preached on tithing a few weeks ago, okay? (laughs) And being found faithful. That's not the priority. The priority is making sure we're following and worshiping God. And everything else will fall into place. I believe that when we are focused on God. But when it's when it gets away from following God and we substitute it with going after other gods and we've put things in our life, personally, family-wise, hey, some of you are experiencing the blessings of God upon your family right now. Now, go ahead and substitute going after the world for going after the things of God and see how quick that hand of blessing comes off. We start getting to the point saying, well, everything's going fine, so I can just slack off over here. Someone gave the testimony over this past week. I won't point them out, won't say who it is. Gave the testimony and said, boy, the blessings of God that had been taking place, and they mentioned this specifically, when we just started coming to Thursday night and started spending time in prayer and Bible study. And I thought, you know, if we would understand where the blessings come from, so that we'd understand when we start getting away from them and saying, hey, that's what caused it in my life. How many have ever heard the statement, I've always tried to hold on to it, what made it great will keep it great. You see, sometimes, and this has been a cycle as far as churches being started and planted and being able to grow, that they're focused on people, they're focused on soul winning, they're focused on helping people, just going in the community and doing it, but then reach a certain point that it's okay, we're pretty full, let's start concentrating on all the administration and let's get focused on all of this. No, what made it great will keep it great. And I thought we continue on with that. I was asked this morning, and it's always in a joking way, Pastor, where are you going to put all the people? I said, not my problem. (laughs) I said, I'm going to keep preaching the Bible. I said, God will take care of that. I said, we got a hole downstairs. We'll keep filling up. I said, we'll build something next door. I said, God will take care of it. I said, we're just going to keep rolling. It's always with a grin on the face when that's said. And I thought, you know, let's just stay focused on what God has for us and follow the Lord. When God's hand of blessing is upon us, let's not slack off and start going after other things. Well, now that we have a crowd, we can start doing all of this and we can start doing all of that. Hey, we better keep focused and following the Lord and not serve other gods. You say, can churches do that? Yeah. I've seen some places, you know what's out there on those plans? is two basketball hoops on either end of that building. You know, I, I, I've had some pastors that uh, they told us, it was up in Maine, you wouldn't even know the church or the pastor, and uh, he said in the life of their church, their church, he said the worst thing we ever did, he said, was build a gymnasium. He said we had families that made that thing into a God. And he said before you know it, their kids weren't even in church. You say, well, we ought not to do that then. Hey, listen, you don't throw everything out just because someone did it wrong, but you do stay focused and say, listen, we better be following God. That they're not over there playing basketball during church service. And I thought, listen, we're not going to make other things in our lives come before and more preeminent than the preaching of the Word of God here at Granite State Baptist Church. I enjoy it when people will say, if you come to Granite State, the one thing that we can guarantee is going to happen every week is that Bible is going to be opened. And I'm thankful for that, staying in the Word of God. You say, Pastor, are you against everything else? No, I'm just warning us to stay stay right. And you know what God was doing here to Solomon? Hey, you got a beautiful building. And I've granted the desires. It was not outside the will of God whatsoever. But he was saying, Solomon, I'm just telling you, here's a warning. Not just to you, but to your kids. To stay right. Stay following the Lord. Stay focused on what he has for us because wouldn't you hate it for this? And it would just grieve my heart. And listen, there are churches like this that I personally know, that I've personally been at, and all they are today is a byword among the people. Not even in existence. There are some churches right now, if I started calling names, that once were lighthouses. I'm not talking in their community. I'm talking about nationwide were lighthouses. I'm talking Bible preaching Baptist churches were lighthouses and today they don't even exist. If you pull up their name, it says dissolved, inactive, whatever it may be, it's gone. Just a byword. You say, well, that'll never happen. It's happening more and more than what we realize. And I said, Lord... I don't want Granite State Baptist. But can I take it a little more personal? I don't want the name Peter Chamberlain. I almost entitled this on don't be a has-been. My dad always called it and said, our church is a full of used-to-bes. I used to be this and I used to serve the Lord there and I used to be part of that. Well, what happened? Well, we started going after other things. We started getting focused, and now it's just a byword. I'd hate it. There, there's some, listen, we had pastors, and I, I'm just giving you my heart, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close out. We had pastors that every Sunday, every midweek, stand behind their pulpit and preach the Word of God. That today, it'd be lucky, would be lucky, if we even found out they're in church. You say, well, I don't, I don't think that happens. It does happen. Don't be a has-been of replacing what God has put upon our hearts, replacing with other gods of this world and not being able to follow Him. Because it did happen with Israel. Isaiah chapter 5 says, listen, what else more could I have done? I, I looked that it, it should bring forth f- grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. First few verses of Isaiah chapter 5. And I thought, Lord, would you burden our hearts as a reminder to stay faithful. Stay focused on the Lord. It must be about the Lord. It must be following Him faithfully in your personal life. Don't ever think that you have come too far that you can't fall off to the side. Don't ever think that you've come too far and all the, the church will never go that direction don't ever think you've come too far. Your family's too solid. Oh, my my family, it's too solid. Listen, they'll wipe your legs out from underneath you. Don't ever think you've gone too far, I mean, and you're too solid. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And I'm saying, Lord, but a warning to stay straight. Don't be a has been, a byword. Do you understand what he said they would do? And I wrote this down, it just spoke to my heart. And at this house which is high, everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished and shall hiss. <sharp inhale> you go study, that's exactly what it's meaning. It means to call or shrill as in a scorn, it means to call out with contempt against them. And I thought, I don't want them to do that for my life, for my family, or my church. Lord, help us to stay faithful and to stay straight.